In the exhibition Koe To Ataina o Te Leti, which uh, translates as the freedom or emancipation of the Leti, Tongan New Zealand artist Manu Ahapai Via Tangato, or Manga Via for short, deals in radical honesty about her experiences of, as a Faka Leti or Tongan third gender person. Known for her work with the Tamaki artist collective Fafswag and for her role in Neon Prime 2023 TV show Not Even, uh, Manu uh, Vaya's Padaka exhibition, currently on in Porirua, reveals other sides to her. An artist equally comfortable as a poet, a performer and an illustrator, she works here with photography, moving image and painting. Malo e lele. Malo e lele. Did I say that okay? Uh, B, you said it with all that you could. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to say at the beginning of this, I feel like, Manu, when I see your work, and I even try and say your whole name, mm. Manua Ha Apai Vaiatangitao. Mm. I am like in somebody else's culture. I am mm. not, uh, I am, it's, uh, which it feels like this kind of lovely, wonderful feeling of reverse colonization, you know, where it's a, <laughs> it's a white right, buggy, I'm okay. male. I grew up in art galleries that I was very comfortable in, but mm. your exhibition's not comfortable for me. Oh, but, interesting. But beautiful and mm. fun, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's a different thing. Well, I want to know more about that. What is it that, I don't know, strikes the nerve for you? It may be those eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) For the listener, there's some work there. There's like a a belt made of kelp, and it's got eyeballs? Yeah, yeah, trigger warning. Um, Gore. Gore, yeah, trigger gore warning. Gore, um, body parts, dismemberment, everything that you could want out of a show maybe that a Pacific Islander would put on that you usually wouldn't see. Sorry for the eyeballs. No, well, you, you also <laughs> say that this that the work is an expression of radical honesty. So there you go. Yeah. No apologies. What do you, what do you mean by that for you? Uh, when I think about radical honesty, I think queer folk, whether they're colored or not, whether they're Pacifica or not, kind of are made to choose, right? And I guess for normies or heterosexual people or people who fit within a certain mold, um, the idea of compromise isn't so confronting because, you know, at least you know where you're going. Mm. Um, Whereas for a lot of queer people, compromise means that there's a severance, and you're kind of being forced to divorce with yourself, which is really, really strange, I guess. And the idea of choosing yourself and maybe being really, really honest with your identity or um, in case of those eyeballs and what they signify, ideas of like um, self-grandeur. Self-grandeur in what way? Well, the story of those, those eyeballs. Um, of those eyeballs, or at least the adornments. Since we started, <laughs> since we started with them, we, we best get into them. Well, um, the story of the adornments with the eyeballs on it um, traces back to my village back at home. Um, and essentially, it's about uh, a noble woman in the village who was blessed by the gods, or at least our old gods, and they had transformed her adornments into these gaudy, gory pieces of flesh and eyes. Mm. And to everybody around them, they were all inspiring and they were beautiful. And they were, you know, we couldn't quite comprehend them because that's what the beauty of the gods kind of entailed. And so 
by making them and adorning myself in them, I'm being really cheeky. And I'm being like, I'm the chosen one, babe. It's me. <laughs> I'm here. It's me. <laughs> well, uh, part of the radical honesty is there seems to be a full embodiment of being lady, third, mm. a third gender. You know, and people will be very aware, particularly through uh, Yuki Kihara's work about mm. Fafine. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a whole... What was called MVP, FFAFF. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a ton of us. There's so, a ton of names. ton of names there, which mm. is, is uh, a little bit LGBTQI+, plus, but it's the Rainbow mm. Pacific community. Mm-hmm. What, is the distinct, what is distinctive about being a lady as a third gender? Oh, shucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only God knows the question to, or yeah. at least the answer to that one. Yeah. I think um, Tonga has a really, really different kind of political system thingy going on heaps to do with um, bloodlines, hierarchy if I'm being honest, Tonga is kind of like neo-feudal it's weird. So is it accepted in the culture Um, explicitly? I mean obviously your work in this radical honesty is about a radicalism which is against Christianity in a way right? Which is so binary. I mean I don't think any work that I do as like a queer or like a late artist could ever avoid that conversation Christianity as a tool of colonialism, blah, 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 doctrine of discovery, blah, 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 blah. Yep. You talk about it recovering a cosmology. So it mm. is quite a bold thing. I mean, that uh, you're talking about a, right. a gender as being cosmic, about a spiritual connection. It, um, I guess, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, Tongan culture is in and of itself matrilineal and... Um, kind of the the power structure always has favored women over men in some ways and a lot of that has to do with our cosmology um a lot of that has to do with the fact that um the kind of supreme deity of Tonga prior to Christianity um was in fact a female deity and so yeah, when I'm thinking about reinserting Leiti into a cosmology, I'm really just pulling a veil on what was already there. And I'm kind of... Is fabulating a word? Oh, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not too sure if that's the right word, but yeah. and I forgot the name of um, the academic who came up with it, but... Um, She's an African-American academic, and she had come up with this framework called um, critical fabulation. Um, And she had done this thing where she had sifted through uh, the surviving legal documents of slaves, Mm. female slaves, uh, during the Jim Crow era. And she had fabulated lives around them, and she had filled in the dots. And essentially... That's what a lot of us lately have to do because very few countries and cultures within the Pacific kept or held onto their histories of the people um, who were like me. And that includes places like um, Hawaii that have held onto their stories of like the Kapaimahu mm. and Tahiti who also have links to that myth as well. Um, Tonga, no, we didn't hold on to any of those stories. So when you when you call this, and I'm going to try and pronounce it because I feel it's important to try, Koe Tau Ataina Oteleti is the name of the show, which means the freedom or the emancipation of the Leti. The, 
Emancipation suggests restriction, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, slavery. We think of emancipation, we think the opposite of that is slavery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is it a sense of, of freeing oneself from being restricted through art? Yeah, I think it's that, but I think it's, and and again, it feels quite self-aggrandizing in the sense that, like, I made a whole show to try and do something that's far <laughs> bigger than myself. Um, but, yeah. It's about uh, freedom from kind of the shackles of um, colonial exile. Um, We've been ridden out of canons. We've been ridden out of history. We've been shunned into darkness. And so when I'm talking about Tawadaina or freedom or emancipation, I'm also talking about absolution, vindication. I don't know. Somehow it feels mm. quite vengeful as well. But it's also fabulous. I mean, um, it's, <laughs> I just want to say it's not all earnest stuff. Be, it's when, a beautiful <laughs> show. It's a lot of fun. When uh, is it never fabulous? <laughs> it is. It's, it's, <laughs> and, uh, you know, people may know your work best from something like Fathswag or, right, right, right. or the wonderful TV series Not Even, where you get to party. Uh. <laughs> but um, you know this isn't cut off from that right it is uh, no. it is part of it, 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 that's one of the things I think I found quite alien coming into it which was beautiful is how the cosmological and this fantastical and is is uh, used the word mundane in the show the the ordinary mm. bringing all of that magic into mm. the ordinary is quite special ah thank you <laughs> I don't know I think the ordinary is so important especially as uh, people who are Leiti, people who are Fafafinge, and because within our own communities, our lives are projected into this really, really hypersexual or deviant place. Yeah. And so when I'm making something like the video work, a mundane manifesto, ultimately it's 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 a form of grounding, right? We oh. exist here in reality with you, not apart from you. And it's that type of Stuff that, uh, yeah, that counts to the freedom. If there's a sense or or if there's a lessening of the degrees of separation, I get to experience a freedom and you get to experience a freedom because maybe mm. people outside of yourself or people who are queer, people who um, know not to compromise anything in order to achieve and live and thrive, um, is that not what freedom is? Oh, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking No, magic. no, no. Um, <laughs> this is your platform now. <laughs> <laughs> you grew up in, in South Auckland? Yes, yeah? I did. So uh, was, was, was there emancipation there? I mean, was, in terms of your identity and your gender identity, was that something that you grew up with? Or was it a still, um, you know, we talk about these kind of archetypal journeys of struggle and right, right, suppression right. and everything. How was that for you? Um, well, it's really, really interesting, you know, because um, colonialism is so weird. And it's so weird when kind of cultures who exist now under the influence of colonization, what they decide to hold on to and what they decide to let go of. And people of the third gender, Favavinge and Leiti, despite being absolutely demonized, they couldn't quite let go of. And so it's kind of like a catch-22 where you're wanted and you're desired because you're funny and you're cute and you're fabulous and you're great with your hands. 
but then you contradict everything that um, say they follow religiously. And so it was really, really odd. I went to a Catholic all boys high school in South Auckland named Ooh. De La Salle College. Yes. And it was equal parts terrible and traumatizing and kind of elating and fun and exciting. It's really, really weird. And yeah, I wouldn't know how to describe it. Did, did you know other people, I guess, I'm going to say the word like you? I mean, were you? was there a community uh, at all? A huge community. Yeah. I was really, really grateful to grow up in an era within that high school where there was like an infamous group of like Fafa Finge and Fakaliti named the Divas of La Salle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Watch out. (laughs) And we used to run amok. And I'm forever grateful to those girls. Uh, You learn a lot. It was kind of... um, yeah, like being in a sorority and there were all of these unwritten rules and all of these unwritten hierarchies that we all abided by. It was like a crash course in etiquette for um, the oppressed and the depressed, <laughs> which was all of us little queers, this all boys high school. Yeah. And what did you do after school then? Oh, dear. I became an artist because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Well... Um, <laughs> And there's very little restrictions on what you do. I've seen your beautiful illustrations. You're a poet, a performer, a mm. musician, I think, a little maybe. A little. Oh. <laughs> a little bit. Well, how, how, how was that journey? Where did you, where, how did you become an artist when you left? What, how, um, how did you well, connect that with people? I would say in the summer of 2015, I had met Patti Solomon and Tyrell. Uh, who, if you don't know, is uh, the co-founder of Fafswag. And we had become really, really great friends. And eventually, another great artist who, to this day, is a great collaborator of mine and a dear friend, um, Sione Duivailala Monu, moved over from Australia. And we kind of became a trio. And then by... New Year's 2016, I was, at that time, the youngest member of FAFSWAC. Wow, yeah. And... Which is just uh, the 10th anniversary uh, exhibition, I think, in Mangari. Mm-hmm. It's showing work overseas in uh, Toronto at the moment. In Toronto, I think. Documenta yeah. last year, you know, biggest art exhibition in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't get yeah. bigger than that. It's crazy stuff. I had left the collective in about 2019, the tail end of them. But to you babies, I wish you all the luck. (laughs) But I'm incredibly grateful to them as well. I've managed to do a lot of things under them and explore a lot of things. And I was an angry kid when I left high school. I funneled all of that type of stuff into my work in Fafswag. You've just had three months paid. This, yeah. is, this is such a good thing for an yeah, artist, I did. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, it was fab. It was great. I loved it. Artists love money, you know, pay us. Um, <laughs> I know that uh, the, 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 the governmental framework that we're going to be living in for the next three years is not great, but pay us. <laughs> pay us. So what are you going to do next? 
Uh, what I'm going to do next, we're currently in the process of doing all of the things, preparing for season two of Not Even. Well, that was gonna, I was going to ask you, are we going to see some more Not Even? Because I loved that first season earlier this year. I'm glad. What did you like about it? I'm curious. Oh, just because it was representing people I don't normally see on screen. Mm. And it kind of also was very real to even my little, you know, mm. suburban Auckland white boy remembrances of being that age mm. and being in flatting and going to parties and doing all of that. I guess the equivalent of my my generation was a show which turned into a film called Topless Women Talk About Their Lives. Did Mm, you ever see that? No. What? Topless Women Talk About Their Lives? That sounds crazy. Oh, I love that. But not even. So yeah, uh, sorry, so you already filming or are you going to be filming? Yeah, I mean, we're in the process of filming at the moment. We've just begun and I'm really, really excited. I think all of y'all will really, really enjoy this season. Well, kia ora. Thanks for joining us here on Radio New Zealand. Thank you, Mai. And that's Manuaha Apai Vaya Tangatau, or Manuvaya for short. Her exhibition is at Pataka in Porirua until February, and we've got uh, images at uh, on our website as well. Pataka Museum is celebrating its 25th anniversary currently, so a huge congratulations to a remarkable gallery and community centre.